0: good morning good evening and good night my terrible listeners you're tuned in to terrible sex with nasim i'm producer dan and each week i have the honor of bringing you registered nurse aspiring sex educator polyamory enthusiast and true woman of the people nasim she tells us stories answers our questions and helps us feel more comfortable around our world's infinite variety of sexuality if you've got questions for Naseem, call, write, or email her at terriblesexwithnaseem dot com. Hi, Naseem. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm good. I'm,
1: I'm good. Glad. Yeah, having a very lazy weekend, which probably needed to happen.
0: That sounds very pleasant. I am not having a lazy weekend, but I'm having a good weekend.
1: How's the Reno going?
0: Uh, the Renault's... Pretty well done. I have one more thing I need to make, and I'm waiting until it's warm so I can spend a couple hours in the garage to do that. Just one panel to cover the side of the stove. You can see it over my shoulder. Ah. And once that panel good. is done, the kitchen is done, and then we can start the next project.
1: It's always something when you own your own home. It, is. it never ends. And,
0: like, I'm busy. I need, I need to stay busy. I need to keep doing things. I need to keep tinkering. If I don't, I drive my family nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just uh, started the process of having our roof redone. Mm. Luckily, I'm not home. You know, I'm here and my husband's back in Michigan. So he's dealing with all of the logistics of that.
0: Congratulations.
1: Uh, thank you. Sounds like I, you dodged I, a real bullet. I really did. Um, and there's, it's going to be a whole thing because we're doing the roof, we're doing the basement, we're doing. Lots of different projects. It's a it's a very old house and it needs a lot of TLC. So finally in a position to make that happen. So pretty exciting stuff.
0: Excellent. Well, I can't wait for you to share some pictures with me. I do oh, like I sure a will. home renovation.
1: <laughs> good to know. If we have any questions, I'll be sure to ask you. All
0: right. Good. Good. I'm happy to add my two cents.
1: So one thing I was really disappointed about this weekend, I have to say. Is it me? Uh, <laughs> it's never you. Um Kinky College is this weekend in Chicago. What's Kinky College? Kinky College is a BDSM and kink convention that is put on by I'm not going to say because I don't know exactly, but it's a bunch of like different um like leather and BDSM communities in the area and um
0: Is it like a convention?
1: Yeah, it's a convention. Um, So they do classes during the day where you can learn about different things such as polyamory, rope play, uh, negotiation, consent, things like that. All the good Um, things. All the good things that help everybody. Yeah, exactly. And then so there's classes during the day and then there's play parties at night where you can go and you can observe and you can participate and ask questions and things like that. Um, It's in a, there's lots of security there um, from my understanding. I, I have never gone to one of these events, but a friend of mine that I met on TikTok, uh, she is going, she's there this weekend and she was telling me about it and I had planned on going, but uh, I thought I had to work this weekend, so I didn't buy tickets, and then it turns out I didn't have to work this weekend. Oh, and by man. the time I Yeah, and by the time I went to get the tickets, they were sold out.
0: Well so, next time you should live stream from Kinky yeah. College. And if anybody's trying oh, to look up Kinky College, that's Kinky College with two K's. One that college is spelled with a K. KinkyCollege.com. Yes.
1: Um, and I won't be able to live stream because for security purposes, no phones or cameras allowed. That makes perfect <laughs> but, sense. Yeah, ex- it's all about safety uh, in the kink community. Uh, so that's that's the big disappointment. But I'm really looking forward to hearing um, about how it went for my friend. Uh, I'll be kind of perusing the kink communities and circles that I dabble in and see if anyone's talking about it. I'm oh, very man. interested. Let's
0: get your friend on the yeah. show.
1: I would really love to get that her would be on the awesome.
0: Show. Let's do that.
1: Yes, um, and she told me that she has some stories, so awesome yeah I'll have to pick her brain a little bit more, but so that's that's the excitement that I am missing this weekend <laughs> aside from hanging out with my friend Dan um on the podcast.
0: Well, I'm no kinky college, but you know we can still have a nice time.
1: yeah, and there are different um conventions and similar events that happen all over the country back in november in new hampshire there was a kinky con um and that's a very popular i don't believe so the kinky is spelled with a k but um that's a very popular event that might be the biggest one in the country i'm not sure and then there's always you can always look up like on fat life you can look up uh munches which are a non it, it's it's a, what we call a vanilla um, environment where people just go and have drinks or get lunch or something and they talk about their kinks and they. it's like a meet and greet but it's not a place where you actually do any kind of playing um,
0: it's not a triple X so, kind of thing this is like a PG-13 kind of thing
1: uh, PG-13 you still have to be over the age of 18 to attend but sure. um, but uh, but it's not to watch the movie more, about it Sure. It's a, it's a more casual event. Um, and they and it's just for people who are like-minded to get together and meet and talk and um, have similar interests. And it's kind of cool. And those are, you'd be surprised, they're in every community. <laughs> so, um, But you can look those up on FetLife or any other social media yeah. platform that's for this kind of
0: interest. So you don't have to live alone, you kinky, terrible listeners.
1: Exactly. Because it's really hard to kink by yourself. You can, but it's not as social.
0: <laughs> right. Unless that's your kink.
1: and that's Unless all right your too.
2: kink.
0: But it you might goes. want to meet up with some people that have different ideas of things you could try by yourself.
1: Absolutely. But that's not what we're talking about today, Dan.
0: Okay, well, what are we talking about today?
1: Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story.
0: I love your stories.
1: Oh, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to, I will eventually run out. Um, I actually forgot about this. I was thinking all week, like, what am I going to talk about? on Saturday. I have nothing to talk about on Saturday. And I was stressing out like, oh god, I shouldn't even have a podcast. I don't even know what I'm doing.
0: Three episodes Um, in and I ran out of stories.
1: (laughs) Three episodes (laughs) in and I got nothing. Uh, But then I remember... This is episode four. (laughs) Yes, this is episode four and I have a fourth story to tell. This isn't necessarily terrible sex. It's just... It was a wild time. (laughs) So... Um, have you ever had sex in a public place, Dan?
0: I'm not allowed to talk about my personal life okay. on this show. Because That's that, perfectly fair. That is the boundaries that my wife and I have set. And boundaries are important when we talk about relationships. She and I discussed things together and set the ground mm-hmm. rules. And those are the rules that I'll be sticking by.
1: Excellent. Um, thank you for that perfect answer. So public sex is a thing that I had never considered before in my life, and I still don't. However, I found myself in a position about ten years ago um to engage in okay, and it was a with a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not to give away the ending but so I was living in Michigan at the time I had just graduated from my undergraduate degree
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my first so your early degree, 20s
0: now in the story
1: early twenty, early 20s 22 got it 22 yes it's January picture it Michigan 2010 <laughs> Um, lovely, and, snowy,
0: cold-ass <laughs> Lo- lovely snowy, cold ass
1: Michigan. Lovely snowy, cold ass Michigan. And I was moving to the West Coast. I was moving to Oregon for an internship. And I decided that it would be a really great experience and a really great idea to, and a once in a lifetime potentially opportunity. To take a train cross-country from Michigan to Oregon.
0: All right. That sounds fun. Absolutely. Who doesn't like a train ride?
1: I love a train ride. Love a cross-country train ride. I've never beautiful. done it, but it's on my list. It's. I highly recommend it, but not for reasons that I will describe <laughs> <laughs> later in the in the story. But it's beautiful. I mean, you get to see the whole country. You go through mountains, they have these cars that um, the train cars that are fully glass they're fully windowed so yeah. you can have like the most beautiful views, absolutely gorgeous however don't recommend it in January <laughs> I was supposed to leave January 5th and arrive in Oregon January 7th. Two-day trip across the country on okay. a train. Yep. Right, right. I didn't arrive in Oregon until January 10th. A two-day trip turned into a five-day trip because of this blizzard. Oh wow. It was a very bad winter. A very bad week of inclement winter weather. So, not only did my train get delayed in Chicago because I transferred in Chicago, but we were stuck in Nebraska. Somewhere between Lincoln and Hastings. I don't exactly know. And we we're caught in this like 16 foot snow drift on the middle of the the train track where there's no civilization, <laughs> it seemed like. And everyone's getting real testy on the train. Um, we're running out of food, and it's like it was pretty pretty. Great. Great.
0: <laughs> did you now, have while to, I'm like on start this... eating the dead?
1: No, I mean no one died. Okay. <laughs> but but it was just uh it was stressful for a lot of for a lot of reasons for a lot of people. Sure. And I'm alone on this train. I, I mean I wasn't the only person on the train. I was traveling yes. solo. I did not I did not have an escort or a friend or anybody with me. It was just me and (laughs) i had made a couple friends on the train
0: what else are you gonna do
1: what else are you gonna do you're on this train for five days everybody's losing their minds everybody is uh frustrated with what is happening and getting a little stir crazy and you start talking to your fellow passengers right like absolutely (laughs) wow man i was supposed to (laughs) By the time I get there, I'll have to turn around and fly back. Now, but,
0: now are you in coach? You just got you just got a seat that you're assigned. I, is that right?
1: I just have a I just have a seat.
0: Okay. You don't have an estate room.
1: No, I am 22 years old and broke. So I just had a seat. Um but sitting in front of me were two men who seemed to be friends. They were acquainted. And for whatever reason, I, and I couldn't tell you how, but we had become friendly towards one another.
0: What do you mean for whatever reason? You were stuck in a snowbank for five <laughs> days and you had nothing better <laughs> to do. And they're sitting right yeah, okay. you. Uh,
1: so we start talking. Yes. <laughs> you, that, that is, I just explained that. And yes, that is the answer. So we're on this train and we're just chatting it up and. We're watching movies together and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And eventually, one of the men and I start getting a little flirty. He and I, let's call him Pat. um, Pat and I start getting kind of flirty on the train. Now, when you say
0: kind of flirty, are you just having a little bit of flirty conversation or are you like... Starting to hold well, hands on the blankets way. and stuff.
1: Well, it starts out with just flirty conversation. Okay.
0: Now lay the train out for me. You're sitting behind these guys, or you're assigned to a seat yes. behind these guys. Anybody sitting next to you?
1: Yes, there was a well, not in my direct seat next to me, but across the aisle.
0: Okay. And these there's two There's a guys pregnant
1: are- woman sitting across the across the aisle from me.
0: Hot. Mm.
1: <laughs> so, well, she was upsetting me because. Um, on the few times that we did stop the train for like breaks, she would get off, off the train and smoke and she was like seven months pregnant and that was challenging. Anyway, so we were um which also terrible sex does not endorse smoking while pregnant. Anyway, we But were, for a non judgmental
0: uh, podcast, you're getting a little uh, judgy here.
1: Uh, you don't know her struggles? Uh, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Maybe your sh- her struggles. maybe she quit heroin. Right. and was just still smoking, and that was all. All the only vice she had left. So maybe she's working a harm reduction program. Maybe
1: you're absolutely <laughs> right. Which is why I did not say anything.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to get us off the tracks.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure I got us off the tracks. But let's get <laughs> but let's get back on the train track. Yes, back on so, the train
0: because we're stuck on the train.
1: Because we're stuck on the train somewhere in Nebraska. And (laughs) this guy, Pat, and I start getting flirty. We start having... The conversation begins to escalate from just simple flirting to pretty crass and frank conversation. And then frank conversation starts to turn into a little bit of uh, holding more than hands underneath the blanket. All
0: right. Like knees.
1: Yeah, knees and penises <laughs> and <laughs> the like. All right. But just one, because I was only messing around with fr- with, uh, with Pat, not his friend.
0: All right. And was his friend Although getting his weird? Fr- his friend...
1: You know, it's funny at the time. I didn't really think so, but looking back on it, yes, because his friend was clearly interested in getting a piece of the pie as well, and was very... he he hung around at times when maybe he shouldn't have. Um, so and I'm young and dumb and just... oh. Okay, this is going to pass the time, and I'm getting attention. Awesome, into it. Sure. So, um, we, throughout the next couple of days, because this was several days, uh, we would sneak away to quieter parts of the train car and fool around. Um, we would mostly inconspicuous things, making out. Maybe a little bit of um in the pants sort of things. Sure.
0: Sure. Real. <laughs> right. Real, you know. Real real junior high kind of train stuff.
1: Real junior high train stuff. Hardy boys kind of thing. <laughs> um so we do that for a couple of days and then decide, you know what? This train's still not going anywhere. <laughs> But uh let's 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 try something different. So we decide so this is a double-decker train car. And there is, was Is this yes. like the
0: lounge car where you got the the glass on the top and some places to sit downstairs or what's the layout? Is, or is this where your seated like your ticketed <sighs> seats are?
1: This is not where our ticketed seats are. Okay. We are in a, the lounge car. Got
0: it. Got it.
1: So, and there was a bathroom on the lower level of this train car. Uh huh. And it was nighttime. And we thought, okay, there's no one's going to be around in the lounge. Like, no one's. Eh. So, we head down to the bathroom, which is very small. I, have you been on a train before?
0: Uh, I have. And like an Amtrak? It's, yep, yep. It's been a while,
2: but I would say those bathrooms are
0: much bigger than an airplane's, but that doesn't mean they're roomy for two at all. At all.
1: <laughs> at all. <laughs> It's even less roomy when you're trying to get into different positions. I bet. So you have, you can really only get into a position and it's only that position because of the nature of the space. (laughs) You just kind of try and make yourself fit as much as you can, which usually involves someone standing on the toilet or trying to balance on the toilet. Like you've got like a knee on the Makeshift sink, and <laughs> just propping yourself up as much as you can. Yeah. So, and mind you, at the time I was a late, lateish bloomer by some standards. Um, I had was very inexperienced with sex at the time, and I was just taking his lead. I didn't really know what I was doing, honestly, and uh, just you know b- putting myself in a position that like. Maybe this could work. Didn't really like there was. I don't think there was ever actually any penetration okay. that took place. But we were working on it. We were working on it. <laughs> I did, I did go down on him in that bathroom. That, was that nice I of can you. say with certainty. I'm a, I'm a giver. Yeah. So we were in that bathroom for a while. Now his friend, his buddy, creepy friend. Was supposed to be on the lookout for us. Like, he was supposed to be our eyes and, like, knock on the door if anybody was coming sort of situation. I don't know what happened to him because he he bolted or something. Or because that bathroom door opened and he was not on the other side of it. But, like, a line of people were.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you, it doesn't lock? Or somebody's butt knocked it over, knocked it open?
1: I, I'm thinking that's okay. what happened. I, okay. I also may not have been paying much attention. I didn't take full responsibility for that encounter. I right. <laughs> I left a lot of it, I left a lot of it to Pat, who was, A bit older than me, and I felt like, you know, this is an experienced guy who must know what he's doing picking up women on a train. Of course he does. Um, Of course he does. It only makes sense. Right. So, we attempt sex in this train car bathroom, only to be not so rudely interrupted by a line of people who are just trying to use the facilities. His pants are down. My mouth is open. Like, what are you supposed to do? (laughs) (laughs) And luckily, though, because we were on, it's not like they could kick us off the train because we were stuck.
0: Right. What are they going to do?
1: What are they going to do? Just like look at us funny? Which they did. I'm I'm sure. I was was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. (sighs) Uh, I, I have never done anything like that before or sense um in terms of public indecency right oh um and so we continued our fooling around and our goings on for the rest of the trip the next it would have been two two more days i think i think this engagement happened day 3 of our 5 day trip uh-huh so there were a few more days he was he was going to a different city than I was. So he was going to a, st- uh, a stop earlier. He was getting off the train before I was. And he gave me his phone number and he said, if you ever come this way, like let's actually get together. Yeah. He gave me his number and I did make it down that way. I never called him though. The, the novelty had worn off at that point and I was no longer interested.
0: Well, it's not too late. If you ever make it, it there again.
1: If I ever make... I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> I don't know what happened to... I don't know what happened to Pat. Um, but I will say that, like, the, the horror that I imagined was on my face from being caught... Probably reflected similarly to the horror of the person who caught us. (laughs) 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 I imagine it was just two aghast people staring at each other.
0: (laughs) So tell me what happened right after that. So the door swings open. Your mouth is close by someone's parts and his butt's showing showing to everybody. That's how I imagine it. Door swings open. You... Move Yelp. off to the side. See the door open. Move. Up- make <laughs> eye contact with someone. And then yes. then what happens? Do you reach over and close the door? Does he pull up his pants? Does everyone say, "Excuse me," and you vacate the restroom? What happens after that moment that you made eye contact?
1: I hid my head. I like tried to make myself as small as possible, which is hard to do because I am not a small person, <laughs> so i it's tough to get I smaller to make... than a
0: person in a bathroom in a small bathroom. <laughs> you can't, you right. can't get much smaller than that
1: no uh so i get as i try to get as small as I can, uh-huh. and i bolted i got I don't know what happened behind me. I don't know what happened to pat his or his pants. I just got the fuck out of there <laughs> and um. Went to my seat where I covered myself with my jacket and pretended to sleep the rest of the night.
0: All right. Yeah. And yeah, you didn't even yeah. like Pat came back to his chair eventually. Pat's buddy yeah, was somewhere.
1: Yeah. Fuck his buddy, man. I think. I think he had he had one job. One job. He had one job, and it was to protect me and my dignity. No, the only person whose job it was to protect my dig- dignity was me and I failed. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: well, I failed at that too.
1: But so that's that was an interesting moment. An in interesting moment, my... but I'm very
0: glad that that wasn't the end. I'm glad that you and old Pat gave it gave it a couple more tries. Or had some more enjoyable times while you were stuck. I'm glad you just didn't have two awkward days after that while stuck in the snow and now had no friends on the train.
1: I will say that the frequency the frequency in which we talked like uh, significantly diminished after that ex- ex- encounter. Um, we did we did talk, we did. I think make out a couple more times, but it was not like attached to the hip. Like we had been the previous two days. Well, I'm sure Pat's, a traumatic ex-
0: I'm sure Pat's friend felt better about that. Cause I thought I, I, I think he was probably getting lonely.
1: He probably was getting a little lonely. He wanted his friend Pat back
0: or a hand job. One of the two.
1: He probably wanted a hand job. <laughs> probably from me. <laughs> And I wasn't going to give it to him. I had no interest. And in retrospect, I really had no interest in either of them, not even Pat.
0: Man, weird things but, happen when you're stuck with a small group of people for a long period of time.
1: It really does. This is, I mean, I can understand how, um, like, Lord of the Flies, right. like, it makes sense now. Four more, that was my Lord of the Flies. Four part. more days
0: on that train and you guys would have been working on, like, rebuilding the population.
1: Oh, possibly <laughs> what else you going to do
0: life's got to go else are you going to um, do?
1: Yeah. Go do you know the movie snowpiercer no when that movie came out oh god it's uh chris evans there's a basically there's been this it's uh environmental dystopian film where there's uh there was global warming and some scientists shot some stuff into the clouds to make it cool down but it it backfired and so then the world went into global freezing. Oh no and so all of so all of humanity loaded up onto a train that is just like cycling around the world and every train car is like a different class of person. So it's very uh and so (laughs) like the the front of the the front of the movie the front of the car like the trains in the front are like the elite and the aristocracy and then the cars in the back of the train are like the poor people and the impoverished and chris evans works his way from the back spoiler alert to the front and crazy shit happens along the way um and i am not great at explaining movies so (laughs) if you've seen this movie listener uh and i'm doing a terrible job i know (laughs) so um but it's actually a really good movie it is it actually i it was quite enjoy we're gonna do another
0: podcast called terrible movies with nasim where she takes great movies and then describes (laughs) them and makes them sound fucking terrible
1: yes (laughs) that's that actually is my next podcast (laughs) (laughs) so um we so but when that movie came out I immediately thought of my train ride
0: of, to Oregon. How could you not?
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, I lived Snowpiercer. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. They trans- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my, that's my uh, sexy train ride for you.
0: That is better than any train story I've ever heard. I do you hear a lot of train stories? Damn. Well, I spent a good portion of my early twenties um, riding public transportation all hours mm-hmm. of the night here in the lovely city of Chicago, and I've got I've got some train stories. The two a.m. and four a.m. train rides provide for some entertainment, but I have never I have I have never had bathroom sex or. Experienced anyone trying to have bathroom sex whilst I was waiting in line for a restroom on a train? So, hell of a story. Thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a hell of a time. Oh Pat, if you're listening to this, I don't. Even, that's I don't remember if that's your real name or not. I don't think it is. Um, you know, I hope you're doing well,
0: bud. <laughs> yeah, Pat, drop us a line at terriblesexwithnasim.com. All right. Well, with that, let's uh let's read some listener questions.
1: Let's. All right,
0: you ready for these? I'm ready.
1: As ready as I'll ever be. Yes.
0: Okay. Woo! Here we go. Hi, Nassim. I can't last lying down, but take forever standing up. When my girlfriend and I are having sex, when we are lying on our bed. Either her on top of me or me lying on top of her, I come in like three strokes. But when I stand up or I'm in any upright position, she comes twice and I don't.
2: Any explanation?
1: Physiology and anatomy. So when you are having sex in different positions, your bodies are lining up In different ways, and you are hitting different parts of uh, either your penis or her uh, vaginal cavity. And so, there are going to be parts of your body that are going to be feeling different effects at different times and in different positions. Um, So, what I'm curious about is if this happens with everyone you have sex with. Or is it just, has this only happened with this particular person? Good question. Uh, Because it could be an anatomy thing where um, if you're standing up and having sex with her, um, you can't come for whatever reason, whether it's the, uh, the angle of her underneath you or if it's maybe a mental thing. Is it or and versus if you're laying down, is it are you getting more pressure, more friction? Um, is that affecting you based off of her body? So there's a couple different variables here, but I'm going to say it's mostly anatomy um, that's causing this difference. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I would also be interested in um, knowing have you tried other positions? Such as you said when she's on top. but what about when is she always facing you when she's on top? What if it's reverse cowgirl? Does that change? Well, he,
0: because those two. It, 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 if I might correct you, and I don't like to correct you, Nassim, but they do say okay. either her on top or me lying on her. So when this individual sounds male, I assume, either girlfriend on top or this individual on top, if they're in a laying down position, can't last They come quickly He comes quickly This this individual It's yes. gotta be a dude right Coming quickly I I would guess But a penis haver I would I, I would assume from yeah. The way it's written From the way it's written But who knows Everybody can come Most people can come I'm gonna delete that
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say You're really You're really backing yourself up Into a corner there bud <laughs> I'm just like wait, just like sitting back and waiting. That's probably
0: smart of you to just let me <laughs> fuck my own words up. <laughs> but what really stands out to me is like this is a reasonable question, but I hope this isn't perceived as a problem. Cause I don't think it's a problem. Very at all. good
1: point very good point. Now it may be a problem if you don't want to last forever. Well, or if, if, if you, you don't if, want to come quickly
0: but it sounds like you can you work the two of them together to have, be the perfect lover sure listen to your partner. You have lots of options. right listen to your partner if she wants to keep going then you know the position to be in to make that happen she's coming twice Absolutely. and you don't at all great she could keep going three four five times she could come if that's what she wants and then when you're ready to finish flip
1: on over lay on down switch a position this goes back to our previous conversation last week about, you know, maybe getting her to finish first. Yeah. And then you can go into it and do what you need to do um, to get off and experiment with different positions. There's more than four positions. Get. There are lots there of is. great books out there. There, there are. And Nassim's going to draw are. some
0: pictures for me. We'll post them on the website. <laughs>
1: I will not because I cannot draw um the, but there are lots of different positions out there, um you know, using props uh such as like pillows to prop up her um her pelvis, so if she's on her so if you're doing like doggy style and you're laying down on top of her, and if that is creating too much of a um. Like too much friction, and you're going and you're getting off too quickly. Try like lifting her hips up more to sort of um, simulate what it would be like to be standing. There you go. If that makes any sense, or if you're in a train yeah. bathroom,
0: or- try putting your knee up on top of the on top of the sink and put your other try sours. Yeah, put put your other leg up on the toilet. It's a lot of things you could try.
1: There, there are a lot of things you can try. I recommend. Um, I recommend doing a little bit of research. This does not count as research. (laughs) Uh, And um, just experimenting. Also, try watching porn. I'm a big proponent of watching porn with your partner um, and seeing what else is out there that you may want to try. So go forth and experiment consensually.
0: And communicate.
1: That's I mean, that's the podcast, right,
0: right? Right. Every 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 week, we could just wrap up all the questions with talk, communicate, listen. But well, know. that's
1: the that's the pillar of great sex. True. The pillar of any good sex is communication. Good relationship communication. You're right. I'm always right, Dan. It's
0: your, it's your podcast. <laughs> Hi, Naseem. My wife and I are trying to do things to keep it fresh in the bedroom. It's going well. Lots of role play to act like different people with different personalities. Quite fun. Love it. Here is the question. She despises cum. Grosses her out a bit. Never get the finish in her mouth. Never on her face. Occasionally on her. I've been cleaning it up for 22 years, so it doesn't bother me at all. Even licked at cleaning, even, even licked at cleaning up from time to time. But my question is: Should I try to eat the cream pie in order to keep the momentum for a second round? I think it would be hot and may turn around, or it could backfire and gross her out. Should I ask before we start? Ask after I finish. I appreciate you reading this. If I as I've only been a listener for a couple of weeks now. Thank you in advance for any advice and insight. I will let you know how she reacts.
1: Well, thank you so much. uh, And thank you so much for the question. Um, I am going to advise you and everyone else out there don't do anything that you haven't discussed with your partner first. I feel like Um, once in a while you might want to try a
0: different thing like holding their hand a different way. (laughs) or like
1: but something
0: like a baby step it's not a like well if i do it this way (laughs) it might turn around or it might totally fucking gross her out like if you think that's a 50 50 shot (laughs) maybe
1: talk about it first (laughs) those are pretty harsh extremes (laughs) right and that's a that's a big risk you're willing to take and i say don't um I I would definitely if you if you're afraid to ask her, probably shouldn't do it. But if you're but if you are afraid to ask her about it, what you can do is watch some porn. Watch some porn that has that as an element and see how she responds. See, like, does it gross her out? Does Is she like does she have any kind of response whatsoever, positive or negative or neutral? And you can gauge what to do yourself based off of how she reacts to watching that. That's actually some
0: really good advice.
1: The only good advice I've given. Not that I'm surprised <laughs> so. you're giving good
0: advice, but that is, that is a route that I didn't even contemplate taking when I first saw this question, and I think that's a very, very good idea.
1: It is. And you know, I had said this earlier, I think porn, while can be problematic, and we can talk about that on another episode. um, Pornography can be a very useful tool for couples uh, to see what they like to test their boundaries. Um, I've watched porn with my partners, when I couldn't exactly articulate what it was that I wanted but like okay there's this porn star who does this thing and it's super hot but i can't describe to you what it is so let's just watch it and see what you can get from it and that that has worked so um it's it so porn can be it yes there are some un uh unhealthy expectations that porn can give people but it can if if utilized correctly and enthusiastically by both people can be a very helpful tool um also depending on what kind of porn you're watching so yes watch porn with your partner see how she responds um or just flat out ask say hey how do you how would you feel if I did this. Um so she hates come So is she getting cream pies already and is is licking it clean something that you want to do just to get it off of her as opposed to wiping it? I I'm I'm interested in what like or is it just something you want to do for your for like because you think it would be hot? Which I understand as well. So I'm more curious <laughs> than, than actually helpful in answering the question. But uh, I,
0: I... Well, they said they send us might... a follow-up about how they react. So I, uh, okay. I, I look forward to the follow-up. So please do. Oh, please yes. Do so f- please do send
1: that. Please write and tell us what happened. Um, I mean, as long as she says it's okay. I think that gauging her response to an outside source or to like a question about it is the way to go. Definitely don't ask her after you've already done it. Cause I think you'll know pretty quickly whether or not she was into it or not. Um, especially if she wasn't. Um, and just, come is a weird thing.
0: It is. It's hit or miss with people. And if she is grossed out by it, you don't want her associating her positive sexual experience and then getting grossed out by you taking a step into a thing. Like
1: that she may not be ready for it and she may never be ready for it. And if there is any chance that she would be interested, you have just taken that off the table. Don't do that, bro. Yeah, don't do that. So, um, definitely ask or see how she responds to, um, maybe some images, yeah, find or a way a video to approach the
0: subject. Don't don't just definitely jump into that.
1: That's one of th- that's one of those things that's not that's that's not like a surprise move. I wouldn't say. Nope.
2: All right,
0: Hey Nassim, I got a question. When having sex is I might have an <laughs> answer. <laughs> when having sex is it possible to stop precum? When having sex, is it possible to stop pre cum if you're going in raw? Like, would masturbating help me not pre cum when having sex? No. All right, moving on.
1: (laughs) Because pre cum is lubricant. It's what it's it's there before actual semen, and it's 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 one. (laughs) one comes without with the other it's um and masturbating um if you're trying to masturbate to like delay some people will masturbate to delay uh pre-ejaculation so so you don't ejaculate early or too soon but masturbating is not going to all it is going to do is just delay the inevitable, and the uh, inevitable is you are going to have pre You're going to have pre-ejaculate.
0: It's- and I can only assume... I I don't know why this question would be happening without... It sounds to me like they want to make sure they're not going to get anybody pregnant. He's a condom. That's, that's how I'm reading that. Like, I want to have raw sex, but I know... Um, pre-cum has sperm in it so if i masturbate before i go in raw then maybe i won't have pre-cum and then i won't get anybody pregnant it sounds like a lot of fucking convoluted thinking to avoid wearing the mental gymnastics
1: yeah there's a lot of mental gymnastics i also do want to say um pre-cum pre-ejaculate Does not only have sperm in it, you can also pass STDs and STIs with pre-ejaculate. It is not not just semen. So if you're having um, male-to-male sex, it is also something to be concerned with. So um, even pulling out before um, coming can be risky business if you're banking on the pre-cum to save you because it's not going to. So, just be aware and be safe.
0: Uh-oh, Nassim. Uh-oh, Dan. Nope, not for me. New letter. Uh-oh, Nassim. Oh. I shaved down there today, and the hair near my asshole is so prickly now that it keeps irritating that area. What do I do?
2: Oh, it is the worst, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this,
1: my friend. Because I don't want to do it either. <laughs> but you're going to have to get waxed.
2: Uh shaving is
1: the it's the devil's <laughs> it's like the devil's mechanism. Like you can't you can't avoid the prickliness. There are things you can do to um lessen the irritation but you're going to get regrowth when you sh- when you do any kind of ha- hair management now I'm a hairy person I I know a lot about hair uh I have polycystic ovarian syndrome I am Iranian I have a lot of body hair uh especially in the nether's and so I know something about, <laughs> from personal experience, about some body hair management. And it's a real pain in the ass, <laughs> pun intended. So what you can do is make sure that you are, one, definitely, if you're shaving dry, you have you need help. Like, <laughs> do not shave dry. You've
0: already lost.
1: You've already lost the you've already lost the battle. Don't even bother. So what you want to do is make sure that you're nice and supple. So uh you're you've been soaking either in a bath or you've taken a shower and you will, so I always shave last because it means that my body is like warm. I've gotten enough blood flow through my system. I my skin has been moisturized as much as possible or hydrated as much as possible. And then you want to, some people will say to exfoliate, exfoliating your um, like sensitive skin areas, such as your uh, anus or your bikini, um, that I, I say don't do it because that skin is very, sensitive and very porous and there's a lot of blood vessels so exfoliation can be kind of more irritating um if it's just your legs yeah you can exfoliate but it's like with a um like an apricot scrub or even just a, a warm wet uh towel Um, just to like scrub, like get the dead skin cells off and kind of wake up the hair follicles, get them, um, because that will avoid ingrown hairs. Cause your real problem at this point is uh, ingrown hair. That's, what's really going to cause a lot of issues later on too, um, with like the irritation and the itchiness. So (laughs) Dan is like, so dead silent on the other side. I'm zoning out on this one. Um, (laughs) So, so you want to, um, get yourself nice and hydrated, um nice and supple. Use a good body butter or a moisturizer. Some people will shave with moisturizer as to both to like a shaving cream. I actually would say avoid any kind of like shaving foam, like your barbersols of the world. I would not use a foam because those have um drying. Properties to them and that's going to be no good either so I would use either a gel or like a body butter of some sort and uh and shave you also want to shave in the direction of the hair growth do not show shave opposite of the hair growth because what's going to happen is it's going to grow in at an angle and that is going to cause irritation It's going to grow in an angle that is opposite to which it came in. And that's what's causing a lot of that pain too. So shave in the direction of hair growth if possible. And then after the fact, you can use um, something to calm the skin. I prefer to use like a witch hazel on a cloth or um, even on like a cotton swab. Just something to um, like a nice, uh, not an astringent. Kind of like an aftershave, basically. I um, like that witch
0: hazel. My barber puts that on my neck.
1: Yeah, it's great. I love, I love witch hazel. And this is the part that's really, like, what's really kind of stinks is you don't want to shave too often because that's going to irritate the skin too. Um, you don't want to let it grow out too much, but you don't want to do it like every day. Especially around sensitive areas, because you are going to have um, like the bumpiness and the redness. If you want to avoid all of this, go to a professional and get waxed.
0: Yeah, I feel it like will we could have just said that at the beginning and stopped on this question. I had no idea this question was going to go on so long. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's
1: very, it's very important. It's, 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 this is like this is advice I can actually. Like I identify with because I experience it all the well, time. Well, you are a Every...
0: knowledgeable woman for sure.
1: Yes, but honestly, if you want to avoid it, it does cost a little bit of money, but go—it's worth it. And you don't have to do it that often. Every like six weeks, go and get waxed by a professional who knows what they're doing, who's not going to judge you, um, and uh, support small business.
0: I love it. All right. Hello, Naseem. Why do some women come clear and others really thick and white? This thought randomly came to me today as I was watching porn. Some women come and it's really white and thick, almost like a man's semen, while others, including myself, are really clear and more watery. The video took me back to my bi-curious days. I was giving a girl oral, and when she came, it was super white, and it was really shocking because I'd never seen that before. But I didn't think anything more until lately as i'm seeing it more in videos it makes me wonder how could it be so different for each person considering they're all the same thing thanks
1: so they're not all the same thing there are different types of fluid that come from different parts of the body um we call it. We all call it like vaginal discharge. Like that's the the or vaginal fluid. That's like the overarching umbrella term. But that's not what all of it is. Some of it could be um, cervical fluid. Some of it could uh, be just plain old lubricant. So the thin, clear, um, the thin, clear fluid that a lot of people feel and they associate with um f- with uh female ejaculate is actually not ejaculate that is actually lubricant um whereas the thick stuff is female ejaculate and that is coming um, i just lost my train of thought <laughs> let's back up so, yes, well, everybody's ejaculate is a little bit different, generally speaking, um the thicker substance is more of an ejaculate that is actually more from the orgasm itself, whereas the the thinner secretions are more lubricant based. Now, if someone's coming and they are coming like clear and loose, then that's just what they have um and again, this goes back to a this goes back to like a, a cum conversation with male ejaculate that we had at the beginning, um, in episode one, that it could depend on hydration. It could also have have to do with genetics, with hormones, especially with women. The amount of estrogen and progesterone in your body determines how thick or thin your secretions are. And
0: also, there's a lot going on in there not all these fluids are coming from like one tube. There's, there's a lot of things happening in the body in that portion of a woman's body. I assume this is me speculating.
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're right though, because, um, a lot of female fluid, not a lot of, but there is female fluid that does, um, come out during sex. There is urine involved there too. So like when people say that they, they squirt, A fair portion of that fluid is actually urine. And there's not a lot of research, shockingly, there's not a lot of research about female ejaculation and about female secretions and fluids during sex. Um, So scientists, doctors don't know everything about what is really going on during the female orgasm. It's still a little bit of a mystery.
0: Tell me about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I, I think I would I would equate this with you see a spot on your driveway underneath your car after you had your car parked there, somebody's gonna say, Hey, your car's leaking. You'll say, Yeah, thanks, my car's leaking. But you don't know where that car is leaking from. It could be tranny fluid, that could be engine oil, that could be uh the, the 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 drain line from your air conditioner, there's all kinds of fluids going on in your car that might be dropping into that one spot, so keep that in mind.
1: Keep that in mind. Um, also, it's important to note what not just the consistency, but also does the fluid have a malodorous smell or taste? If it smells now it's going to smell like vagina, <laughs> but it's is it is there something obviously off about this fluid, especially if it's changed over time within the same person, where are they in their menstrual cycle if they have a if they have a menstrual cycle um, is there it could be a sign of bacterial vaginosis depending on um what the consistency the color and the smell of that fluid is female ejaculate and um female secretions are a very good indicator of reproductive health and so as a partner it's good practice to pay attention to those secretions and let your partner know hey you know your you're come like doesn't smell right today. Like maybe you should go see the gynecologist. Like that is, that's good practice. It's it's also a lot of a lot of men kind of going a little bit off subject subject, but a lot of men um, discover that they have testicular cancer because of their partners. Women find out that they have breast cancer because of their partners. Um, feeling something that's off. So pay attention to your partner's body, not just for pleasure but for their well being.
2: That makes sense. I like that. Good answers,
0: Nassim. Good answers. Man, it's a doozy this week. We had the train story. We had all kinds of questions. Short, good questions. Yeah, short ones that I thought were going to go quick that went on forever and ever about hairy assholes. (laughs) This is a hell of
1: a show. Listen. Or you can just leave your asshole hairy. I mean, some people don't care about that. A lot of people I found don't care about that. So let it let it live.
0: I think we could all learn something from that. <laughs> all right, Nassim, shall we wrap it up?
1: I think we shall.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to next week when we get to do it again.
1: Absolutely. See you then.
0: Nassim wants all her terrible listeners to know that although she is a medical professional, she is not your medical professional. This podcast is not medical advice. If you want medical advice, please seek out your very own healthcare provider. Terrible sex with the seam is part of the Terrible Podcast Network.